Want to build a thriving business while making a much bigger impact in the world? By becoming known as an influential voice in your industry? The choice versus just a choice with your ideal client? That's exactly what you're going to learn as I interview business experts, industry thought leaders and entrepreneurs who are in the trenches making their mark so you can too. This is award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Welcome back to another show. So I think in one of the episodes that I recently shared, I mentioned that one of the things that I was focusing on doing more of this year was collaborations, um, strategic alliances with individuals and organizations who I uh, have known for a while and who is aligned with my core values and working with similar clients that I am. And one of those collaborations is with Business in Heels. And so today's episode is a live stream that Lisa Sweeney and I, and Lisa Sweeney is the CEO of Business in Heels. So we did a live stream, actually it was just this week. So it's only a couple of days later and we're also sharing it on this podcast. And we were focusing on some of the key things that you need to have in place that you need to know, especially if you want 2024, the year where you just take everything to the next level, particularly if you still feel like the world's best kept secret, Uh, how to go from invisible to influential, that trusted authority. Key things that we talked about and then I will dive on into the recording. We talked about why popular marketing tactics won't deliver desired results without this one major change in your overall marketing strategy. We talked about why understanding your customer journey is vital to growing a successful business five pillars you want to have in place in 2024 to build momentum uh, and how to be effective in conversions within an ecosystem. We also talked about systems and AI in helping you grow your business as well and lots more. It's a jam-packed show, goes for about an hour, but it is well worth it because we cover a lot of of information. And at the end of the show, or actually towards the end, uh, we also alluded your attention to the five-day live intensive that's coming up next week that is also in collaboration with Business and Heels and my company, Industry Thought Leader Academy. And if you want to get access, and I highly encourage you, jump on the live with me. It's going to be interactive. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be jam-packed. You are going to learn a lot. Here's the link to get registered. It's free, industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash invisible to influential in industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash invisible to influential. Now, if you are listening to this episode after the fact and you think, oh, it has already passed, I'm going to be doing these more regularly this year. So still go to this link and see if one of my other upcoming live intensives is running. Uh, And if not, come on over and join our Podcasting with Purpose community because there's always information there support there, resources there that'll help you go from invisible to influential. And once you're in that community, you'll also be aware when we do have another one of those live intensives coming up. But if you are listening and you can make it to our January 2024 live intensive, come on and register and we are going to have an incredibly uh, jam-packed and fruitful live intensive next week. 
Without any further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, it's Lisa Sweeney here from Business in Heels. Happy New Year to you all. It's so exciting. We're now back in 2024 and I'm joined here today by the lovely Anne-Marie Cross. So welcome, Anne-Marie. Hi, Lisa. Hi, everyone. Great to be with you. And yes, Happy New Year. We can still say that. We're still the earlier part of uh, Jan. <laughs> exactly. And as everyone's getting back together again, I mean, Amory and I have been having this amazing conversation last year about how we wanted to hear businesses, you know, kick off 2024 with a bit of a bang. And, you know, many people were sort of saying that they're drowning and they're feeling invisible and that, you know, the algorithms are all against them. So we thought, you know, be a good time to get together and share some of those insights. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about invisible to influential, Anne-Marie? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we know as coaches and consultants, there's wonderful marketing uh, tactics and tools that we have at our fingertips. And I know you're going to be talking about one of those uh, later on, you know, AI and how we can leverage those. Um, Yet one of the things, and I'm sure you're seeing this as well, Lisa, is that we really need to think about um, what are we sharing? when we are using any marketing tactic, whether it is live streaming like we're doing today, whether we have a podcast, whether we're networking, whether we're, you know, sharing our content, are we really positioning ourselves as what I like to say, unique and uncopyable? And what's so important, and this is the first point that we wanted to talk about today, that why any marketing tool or tactic or strategy, even if they're really popular, uh, if you don't have this one thing in place, and and I'm talking about what that is in a moment, all of the marketing tactics that you do is not really going to land as best as possible. And I've hinted at it. It is having the clarity and knowing how am I unique, um, set apart from what everybody else is doing, my expertise, the depth and width of my, my knowledge, and am I communicating that clearly and in a way that my ideal client is recognizing it and then you know engaging with me in it because one of the things and this really concerns me Lisa is that people jump on and I put my hand up I'm one of those who love bright shiny objects but if we don't know how to leverage it properly and that is what's the message we're sharing we know consistency is important but we may be consistently sharing a message that's confusing our clients so we could be doing more damage to our brand and reputation even though we may be doing all of the marketing and all of the things that we're told we need to what are you is this gelling with you oh totally and I think one of the the key things for a lot of um, our audience that are listening today you know it's not what you do or how you do it it's what you do for other people you need to flip it you know quite often we're so excited about everything we do right and you know you've discovered something new and it solves this problem and all the rest of it but remember customers just want to know what's in it for them how do you fix their lives what is it that you actually do for them they don't really care how you go about do it some people want to know a little bit but not the ins and outs of it so don't bamboozle your clients or overwhelm them with the how just really focus on on what it is that you do that makes a difference yeah. And one of the things I think we we take for granted too is the power of storytelling. And so yeah. often we make things complicated or we overcomplicate it. For instance, I was talking to a client today and she was just sharing something and I said, hang on a minute, we've got to go backtrack that. We've got to capture what you've just said because this is a process that she uses time and time again, I could just tell. And it's something that she could teach her clients. Now, this is something unique and uncopy about her. And it's part of the story that she can tell. And as she was sharing, 
sharing it, I was thinking to myself, oh my goodness, this is something that I struggle with as well. So I think in 2024, we've, we've heard about the power of storytelling. We need to get so good at being able to share that in a story format that, as you say, really identifies the wins, what's possible, the outcomes that we know our ideal clients, they're struggling to achieve. And through that storytelling, when done really well, um, is going to help our ideal clients see that we have a solution um, to their problems and we can support them if they say yes, you know, and, and invest it in themselves and in what we're sharing. So storytelling mm. is so important would you say absolutely and, and given um that you're talking about storytelling at the moment is there one that comes to mind because i think storytelling the power of it is it's memorable and you want to share it yes. with other people so is there one that comes yes. to mind there's a couple of things when it comes to storytelling, and I think, uh, again, it has to be relevance to your audience. And in a moment, uh, when we go down further and we're talking about, um, and I know that you love talking about ecosystems and the customer journey, that is what we're talking about today after, I don't know if you have if you follow Edelman. Edelman does an annual trust barometer, and they interview and poll people from around the world from different backgrounds, different cultures. And it's interesting to see that year on year, what builds trust, and we know that it's important to build know, like, and trust, but what builds trust has continued to evolve. And what's important now moving forward, because what 2023 has taught us is that what builds trust has become even more important. People are sceptical. People are very wary of um, things that are said that are not true. And so when we're talking about storytelling, I think a great place to start is success stories from clients, case studies, what was happening. And, and here's what I was going to say. It has to be relevant. And that's one of the things that Edelman identified, that when anybody, um, like a consumer, and we're all consumers, interacted with a brand, one of the things that became very apparent was um, um, it being inauthentic. So authenticity is so important and relevance. So that goes back to your point, uh, mm. Lisa, to make sure that you're clear, you know, who your ideal client is. I mean, this stuff, you know, 101, but it is so important. And so many of us, um, we're not clearly communicating to uh, ideal clients. We haven't really researched them as much. So we have to be relevant. So, you know, what success stories can you share? And I love breaking it down. It's very simple. What were they struggling with? What were the things that really were, were a challenge? Because we want to make sure that we build rapport with our with our audience. Um, then, you know, what were some of the steps that you took? What were the ahas that your ideal client had? And what are the results through implementing some of these steps? That in itself can capture a beautiful story that people can share and then listen to and think you know that's happening to me I've tried that too um, and that's a storytelling that's memorable because it's relevant and that was what the study mm. from Edelman shared what we share in our content today and in our marketing has to be relevant to your ideal client mm. and I think one of the big traps is that many people get diverted because they want to be relevant to everyone and yet yes. they can't, and so then they land no one. And so this yes. idea of not, you know, actually taking the time to, to sift out your ideal client is is a process. And when people then you land with your ideal clients so much better than trying to be everything to all people. 
And all it yes. does is means you don't learn anything. Um, but lots of people, particularly when they're first starting out, don't understand the difference there. And I think that's where storytelling really helps people identify with and truly understand what those things are on offer. Yeah, for sure. And now too, when we're using um, AI to support us, and I know you're going to talk about that shortly, uh, we have to have some clarity to be able to support AI in getting the best results. Because otherwise, if you're completely relying, say on AI or um, any other thing that, you know, marketing tactic, if you're not able to really clearly define, well, I'm going to leverage it in this way. And these are the stories that is relevant to my client. This is relevant to me and my expertise and how I can support people um, then it's just going to sound like everybody else and there are a lot of businesses out there which is actually a good thing because it means that if you do have a lot of people in your industry there are a lot of potential consumers a lot of potential clients you've just got to identify and carve out who is it that I do my best work with um, and speak to them with with clarity authenticity and and relevance that's so important so you know popular marketing tactics anything that you do uh, is really going to land well if you are clear on that and really just continue mm. to do that. I've got a formula, Lisa, um, and it's, you imagine this, C plus C over T equals M. And what, what it is, stands for, is clarity plus consistency over time equals momentum and it's the momentum you mm. build because it is a numbers game I know we're dealing with humans and, and individuals and people uh, however you know everybody is not ready to buy there is a formula of how many people come and different buying styles and so forth and that's why when we have you know things uh, in place we're better able to nurture and develop and build that trust um, with our clients then over time and we're not mm. able to build momentum if we're our message is constantly changing we're confused you know I used to be that everything that I'm sharing today I, I have done 100% and people would often what are you doing today Anne-Marie you know um, and it was a, a lesson that I had, had to learn because as entrepreneurs we're often curious we love trying new things but unless we have a clear what I call umbrella statement and everything fits underneath that and it adds value to how you're able to help your clients achieve their goals it becomes a watered down often confusing message so that's mm. really important customer journey lisa that's something that we wanted to talk about today mm. why that is really important when growing a successful business should we define what does customer journey mean yeah. to you when you hear that term Oh, it's usually um, the way a customer will interact with a brand over the life cycle of, of purchasing. So it could be, you know, that they might come along to a webinar like this and, you know, uh, learn a little bit. And then um, in, in another phase, they might join up for, I think you've got a challenge going, don't you, in another, we've got a challenge coming up in yes. another week and people can yes. really tease out their brand message. And then later they might decide to, buy into um, getting some real support and mentoring to go to the next level. So that's sort of a customer journey. And at some point when they've grown and everything's working really well and they're starting to employ people, they've then um, maybe moved beyond dealing with you or they might actually start using you to run their podcast. So there's a whole lot of different ways people can do um, a journey and do business with you. It doesn't mean 
sometimes they come along for a bit and then go away again and come back and you know we I mean you and I've known each other now for what almost eight years nine years something like that anyway and so you know at different times you know we uh, mesh quite closely and other times you know we don't so it's about that and as you go back to you talking about relevance and consistency it's about um you know understanding that journey as people go along and today people are very impatient so you need to understand customers today are in the driving seat and they want what they want when they want it not when you're happy to deliver it so it's something um for all of us to be much more aware of so yeah so so true and i'm just going to backtrack annie it's m for momentum c plus c over t equals m the momentum that you need i love the yeah. way that you've explained that lisa because so often people are a little bit confused about customer journey and there's different stages uh too i like to break it down into three different steps but it's a plus so it goes on you know you've got um, awareness building so it's a lot of the things that you do in marketing how are you building awareness of you your ideal clients may suddenly find out who you are and, and and grow awareness of that you even exist. Then the next stage is the consideration stage. So they've put up their hand, they're interested in, in learning more about you and, and about um, how you might be able to support them through educating. I think when we educate and empower people, that's a much better way than just pitching at them all of the time. And then, of course, once they've gone through the consideration stage and they think, yeah, Lisa, I want to become part of Business and Heels. How do I do that? The next stage is the decision stage. And that can happen at different stages for people. Some people have a longer buying cycle. According to Edelman, I'm, I'm going to throw in, bring in some of those stats because it's important as businesses to be mindful, keep our finger on the pulse about what's happening. Yes, people are far more, um, they want things more instantaneously. However, they want it on, they'll make a decision on their time and people, the, the buying pat- patterns and journey, I believe, has, has, has increased because people are more sceptical. They are doing their research, which means if you haven't got things in place to automate a lot of that so people can get access to that, you have to do that this year because people want the, what, the information that they want. They want it when they need it and you've got to be able to give it to them um, mm. over a period of time, you know, number of, of different touch points so mm. that's so important you know that that customer journey but what's interesting from what Edelman says too and it's quite different uh, or it's, it's probably already be always been but it's increased in importance is that when you think of the customer journey and I love that you've said this Lisa because so often we forget about this we think the customer journey finishes when someone has purchased but it's mm. not that all because their interaction and the experience that they have with us um, will determine whether or not they continue the customer journey, what they say, you know, recommendations and referrals. So integrity, uh, competence, and ethical, you know, someone being ethical. So competence, are they skilled? Do they deliver in what they say? And integrity is just so important because we wouldn't be doing this and working together now and doing the live intensive next uh, week if you and I hadn't developed a level of, you know, um, recommending and seeing integrity and competence in in what we do. And similarly with others, isn't it, Lisa? If we're not, if people are Mm. not competent, they say one thing, yet they don't deliver. That is a huge issue that needs to be addressed. Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think to grow a successful business, you need to actually, it's about relationships. You're building relationships with your clients. It's a very hard business. If it's purely transactional and it's a one-hit wonder, it's a very hard business because you're constantly looking for the next person. It is much easier to work with existing clients and to do more with them than it is to find new ones. So that's a immutable law of doing business that you need to get in your head um, because constantly chasing new people whilst it's part of it, um, actually working with the existing ones is the fastest way to grow your business because they'll refer you with good knowledge of what you do to others um, and they'll rave about you. Um, Ideally, that's what you want, raving fans. Yeah. And talking about the the customer journey and building know, like, and trust, there are things that we can implement that supports that sequential steps of people Mm. finding out more about you, engaging and interacting with you and your your brand, your organisation, whether it is in person, whether it is online. And as we know now, I mean, especially businesses who who don't have any boundaries, meaning they're not limited to doing business with people just face-to-face. Our boundaries is worldwide. And so we've got to factor in, don't we, Lisa, when we're talking about the customer Mm. journey and, and, and having people able to access information while we're not there unless, because we've got different time zones, and so we need to be wary of that. I, I, I heard, read something actually online uh, with someone that was saying, can people please, when they're texting, be mindful that if you've got people from overseas on your database that you are not texting and they're getting a ding, 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 you know, at two or three in the morning. Now, some people might say, well, turn off the sound. And this person quite rightly said, I have got children and I keep my phone on in case there is an emergency. That's about the customer journey is also Mm. understanding who are our customers, what are we doing that supports them in engaging, you know, with our content and getting what they need, but are there things that we're doing or not doing that can um, cause, you know, a bit of friction there? And that's just an example. You've probably got some examples too, Lisa, when it comes to things that we don't recognise that we're doing when we don't see things through the lens of, of what our customer thinks and does. Mm, well, and I, th- I think it, you know, that discussion around timing um, is very, very important. But you said before relevant, right? And so people want the information they want when it's relevant. So if I've got a problem and I'm dealing it with it right now and I jump onto your site and I download something, I don't want to have to wait till you come back the next morning to send me something. I don't want to have to wait to talk to somebody for another few days who might get back to me. We're impatient for that answer. If I can't get it now from you, I'm going to go onto the internet and get it from somebody else, right? So, um, And so you've lost your opportunity. So if you can have that responsiveness, and we've got all sorts of tools um, that we'll talk about, you know, with AI and chats and various other things um, that you can do, but it comes back to then making sure what you then share with them is relevant, (laughs) which is back to your point about being relevant and authentic. Yeah. One of the things that um, in in my research uh, that I identified, and this talks to exactly the same point that you were mentioning, is that businesses, we, we know that it is important not to pitch. 
and and no one wants to do that. I mean, there's nothing worse than getting connect, being connected with someone and then all of a sudden getting a, hey, here, buy this and, and, you know, I've got my workshop coming up and all of these different things. And I think in some instances, for, for those of us who just don't want to do that, we've gone almost the other direction in that um, we don't, we're, we're scared to share anything. And this is to your point that you said, when someone wants information, they've put their hand up. They do want to be educated and educated in, in what do they not know? What, what are some of the key things that you can support them with that would be a really nice next step in, in sharing that content? So you don't want to go, to, you know, straight to the pitch, of course, but you want to validate, you know, why you, why your expertise, why now in, in being able to support. So there's a fine balance in you do want to to provide real value um and we know what's the value you know what what things can you share what insights can you share and that was validated by and i can't remember what study it was lisa but they did say that when people someone puts up their hand and wants mm -hmm. to access resource that you've given them it is in that moment that you've got the ability to continue to educate and empower because they're more likely then to continue the engagement versus you've downloaded something and they might not hear from you within even a day it can make such a difference and that's where automation can really help and I know you're going to speak in into that and that's an area of expertise that you bring that's so important when we can use these tools so that we're not stretched too thin with automation, isn't there? Mm, absolutely. And this is all about building momentum. So, you know, if you had to talk about what are the key stages of actually getting that momentum going, um, yeah. what would you say? Well, there's, there's, there's things that we've spoken about today, but I've got five different things and then we can unpack those because I think some of the things we've spoken about today can really fit into some of those pillars. So firstly, it's your message. It has to start off with that. If you don't know the message alongside your ideal client, the value mm. you offer, you know, clarity, consistency over time to build that momentum, you've got everything else that you do is not going to work. I mean, you could have the best technology, you could have the podcast, you could do all of that. But if your message isn't working, you're only going to amplify a message that's not working to, to more people. The second <laughs> is your option. In. That is the free resource that you give people access to. And I can talk about, and we're going to talk about the live in the live intensive. We're going to dive much deeper into all of this, but we're just covering it on today. I call it your success, your signature system success quiz. And it really is your success quiz. It's based on the expertise that you have, but you help your ideal clients navigate through those pillars. So they look at it and they go, oh, that's right. I, I, that is important. And when they can't tick, the different things that are important in that they realize, oh, that's why I'm struggling. Here are gaps. So you've had them, you've, you've supported them in having a mini win because you've now given them clarity on some of the things that is working for them, but also recognizing these are the things that I need to focus on moving forward if this is, you know, the mm. outcome that I want achieve. So opt-in is really important. That's the second. The third is the email sequence. Like if you came up to me at a network meeting and hi, you know, I'm Lisa. Hi, Lisa. I'm Anne Marie. And then all of a sudden, I turned around and just walked away. You'd be going, 
well, that that was nice to meet Anne Marie, but <laughs> who is she? What, what you know? So your email sequence is the next stage of where you're, you know, engaging and educating and and sharing that. So we can dive a little bit deeper into that. Then the the next step stage after that is technology. What technology do you have? Sometimes, again, bright shiny object. We're told you need to have all of the things. We don't need to have all of the things, but the technology that you have, you do want it to be able to support you in the best way possible with the possibility of expanding when you you need it. So there's, you know, there's different stages in that. And then fifth, I think, is your team. You want to have people on your team that are also trusted authorities in the area of expertise because as we grow momentum, as we grow our business, if we're Mm -hmm. consistently relying on ourselves, it's going to be very difficult to be able to, um, you know, build the success and the momentum that you need. So happy to pull some of these apart more, uh, Elisa, into what do you think of those five pillars? I think that's very, very accurate, actually. I was sort of thinking, you know, it is such a, a numbers game as you go through some of this, so it'd be fun to um, dig into to some of them. So where did you want to start? Well, let's talk about uh, opt-in because I know that you, uh, you know, with, with the technology, we're going to pull that apart because why I think that is really important is the first opportunity to have someone interact with your business and your particular expertise. So the choice of opt-in is really important. Would you agree? No, mm, that absolutely. You- yeah. So maybe now's a good time to digress into some of the numbers. But, um, you know, when you think about the internet, you've touched on the fact that we, you know, worldwide, we can have customers from anywhere. You know, it takes thousands of people to hit a site to get, you know, the average conversion rate on a website is 1%, right? So for every 1,000 people, it's like 10. So it's um, you've got to get big numbers to actually do conversions so that's something to think about and so it's a well-known fact that the minute you add a lead magnet to a website it actually takes it from one percent up to almost four because people can then engage right so you know it's almost four times what you had before now um, to your point if the message doesn't land that's when people just bounce off and that's what people talk about with bounce rates but I think it's always great to consider what the facts are because these tools and things that we're talking about it's not just nice to have this is about factual conversions for people Um, and that's why it's really really important so the lead magnet has got to be authentic relevant and consistent with the key message it's got to solve the client's immediate problem whatever that is and so if you've really thought about your client well your ideal audience then you can only have one right so you can't have 10 or 12 so for all those people looking to be all things to all people this is where you're forced to narrow your choices down (laughs) so you need to come up with one lead magnet that's relevant the most relevant to the most likely customer you've got so once you've thought all those things through it's a well-known fact that it does a huge makes a huge difference to conversion yes it does and you know it it gives you an opportunity to really showcase your expertise in a way in which your ideal client who's now engaging with it so reading it um you know if you've got some videos and we've got some wonderful tools that we can leverage to be able to um you know in the delivery of that um 
you are not there. I mean, you can absorb, you know, you can be sharing content with them even while you're asleep. And so that is being sent out to them. One thing that I want to say in, in this, and it's it's things that over the years that we when I've talked to people about, you know, your opt-in, it's looking at the tools in which we can leverage. Some tools are better to use and, and, and methods in delivery. For instance, I'll give you an example. Um, you may offer an opt-in or something that someone can access from a podcast. Now, a lot of people in the in the past, podcast was audio. Now we have video. So we've got, you know, more people that can, can watch as well. But what people would often do with their opt-in is decide, I'm going to give them, you know, a 200-page ebook. Now, number one, people who are listening to a podcast, they love auditory. So they're listening. They may not necessarily enjoy reading, and they certainly may not have the time to be able to go through a 200-page ebook. So this goes back to your point, Lisa, mm -hmm. is you need to be clear on, you know, who's my ideal client? What time factor do they have to be able to consume this? Do they have a preference to consume this? And can I use a different method of delivery, such as audio, visual, you know, um, those kind of things, um, to be able to support my ideal client who's just accessed that to actually go through it? Um, and I thought that was interesting because someone mm. commented on social and I thought this is so relevant to all businesses. Um, they were signing up for a newsletter and they said, look, this person was told, the business who was sending out the newsletter was told video is everything. Everybody's got to do all of the things on video. So what this business owner had done was instead of writing the newsletter, would do, deliver it in video. And the subscriber said to him, look, if you're going to continue to deliver in video, I don't have the time to watch, but I do have the time to scan. So that that is wonderful, you know, important feedback from how do we share content and, you know, what is our opt-in? Is it going to increase an opt-in and uptake um, if we change the way in which they're delivering it and the mode of, in which we're using to share that content? Love to hear your thoughts on that. What, what do you think about that? Well, I think um, now with uh, systems and ecosystems, you actually can give people that choice. So the content may not be different but you may be able to give people choices and I know as we get um, more clever about being able to be inclusive um, there are little things that you can add to your websites that allow people who are visually impaired or auditorily impaired to be able to access stuff that they wouldn't ordinarily have been able to um, and so we just you can do that today so with a good CRM yeah. system you can deliver it in multiple formats that people can then choose which one they want to access. Yeah. I think also, you know, but going back to, you know, both points that we've talked about, you know, relevancy, authenticity, connection. That was one of the things that Edelman identified too. People are craving connection now, uh, even more so than, than before. One of the ways that we have, like our live streaming you know, we don't have to, and this is a breath of fresh air and or a leaf, I should say, for many people. Uh, and this is again going back to, to Edelman. It's a rich, it's a rich study. People um, gave feedback that if anything was too polished 
and sounded too media-like, like mainstream media, it was then deemed untrustworthy. So we don't need to have the thousands of dollars of equipment. We don't need to have all of the post-production. In fact, authentic conversations like we are doing today, not rehearsed, we've got our main points. We know what we're talking about because we talk about this day in and day out with the work that we do with our clients. With, with the people that are listening today, uh, you don't have to have everything polished have conversations and people can see who you are. You don't have to put on a mask. That's, I think, is, is such a relief for, for many of us. Use the tools and have that be part of you know, the, the different touch points in the customer journey. Yes, and um, a funny story. Uh, I was interviewing someone up in Queensland to come on and be part of Business and Heels, and I said to her, you know, we had a lot of conversation about um, her and what she does and all the rest of it. And I said, okay, you know, my your turn. Ask me 20 quick questions. And she said, you know, I've been following you online for so long that I, have, I think I know you pretty well. <laughs> so I was like, well, clearly <laughs> some of it's been working. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's so true, isn't it? I mean, I've I've had people who have listened to certain episodes of of one or another of a podcast and they'll recant something and laugh about it or, or so and it reminds me I mean there's stories that I've shared and interviews that I've done that I've just forgot forgotten about because I've done so many but it is they're able to gain a sense of who you are I mean just look at us I mean there may be people I mean we're all consumers and we've all mm -hmm. got people who are our favorites that we follow Anything that we can hear from them, read from them, you know, especially if we're looking at learning um, from, from, you know, experts and trusted authorities, we'll consume whatever we can. And it's a great way to really continue to build that know, like, like and trust um, as well. So, and if you think about even five years ago, you know, the tools that we have at our fingertips now are just so more advanced that mm. we just don't have an, a, a reason not to do it anymore. I mean, just look at StreamYard. I mean, it, it continues to develop incredible additions to its technology and, um, you know, we can leverage those at a far more cost-effective way than previous where it might have cost us, you know, thousands if not, mm. if not way more. So... Uh, that yeah. that's really important. Let's yeah. talk a little so bit email about sequence. Yeah, yeah sorry. Emails. Yeah, I was going to say let's talk a bit, bit about email sequences because I think um, one of the most exciting new things is um, Chat GPT, and uh, yeah. it makes it's an ability to um, create a lot of written content quite quickly. But back to your original point about authenticity, consistency, and a great message it's very easy for it not to come out in language that sounds like you. And so it's really important that you take the time to work out, you know, how, what's your communication style? How do you want to be known for talking to people? Is it conversational? Is it, you know, quite structured? What is it? And with something like ChatGPT, you can even write in the, in the style of Brené Brown or, um, you know, Simon Sinek, if you choose to, right? But it's not going to sound authentically you. And if it is too polished, people are sceptical. So I guess um, use it, make it really productive, but also be aware. Um, one of the key things about email sequences is it gives you an opportunity to talk to people, to share more content over time, get your message across and show them a bit more of the breadth of what you can do. But it also allows you to engage with people in different modalities. So 
you know, I came out with a whole lot of facts before. Some people are going to be interested in facts. Amory's talking about a story. You know, people are wanting to connect emotively with people. You know, other people want to hear a testimonial. What did somebody else achieve? Everybody's got different ways that they learn and absorb information. So you as a creator of an email sequence need to take that into some consideration. Yeah, what do you absolutely. I think so, absolutely. And it's an opportunity to blend all of those things together. For instance, I, I know many of the people that I work with, and I know that are very much part of Business and Heels um, Collective as well, uh, bringing their expertise, so coaches and consultants, and a lot of what they're teaching is things that they've learned, um, you know, it, it's insights and, and steps that they've implemented to help overcome challenges. And now they're sharing that to be able to support clients and fast tracking so that they can get to the results mm. and outcome that they want want as, as well and so through sharing those you can snare snippets, snippets of that not only in the content but in the the email sequence as well and I think when you share it in that way you become approachable as well you know how sometimes we and I think yeah. gone are the days when we're only interested in success stories and and he it, that might sound a bit contrary to what we've just said. We also want to hear the struggles that people have been through as, as well, you know, and um, the comparison. When we were doing this, it didn't work so well. And, and what are some of the things that we did? Some of, our, some of our success stories will come off the back of the biggest mistakes, the biggest stuff ups that we've made, but we've been able to learn and grow. And I think through sharing that um, is just going to help become far more approachable because gone are the days where things are so polished and we're only interested in the success. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, those days of, I'm hoping, I think through the, the information that Edelman and, and, you know, kind of polling people around the world, um, seeing photos of mansions and this is and that's, Oh, yeah. We see right through that, you know, people, yeah, no, that that's not us. We want authentic, we want real, we want relevant and consumers are not only wanting it, they're demanding it and if they don't get it, they will, their wallets um, will will be invested with, with other businesses now for businesses who are not taking heed of uh, what they're saying. People mm, buy absolutely. on their bodies, don't they now, Lisa? Mm, very much. And I think, you know, as you say, if you're looking at somebody that's, you know, got that rich, you're kind of like, well, why are they doing this training? And um, am I just going to be the next step in funding their lifestyle <laughs> rather than actually achieving it, achieving my own one? Uh, but at the same time, when you're doing sharing customer stories, you know, I think quite often a lot of people who are business owners that have struggled with various things, you know, want to know that they're not alone. A lot of people feel that for whatever reason that they're the only one that's going through some of this pain and, and they're often not, everybody is. And so, you know, understanding from your client's perspective what bad looks like or, you know, what, you know, the real, you know, dramas are, is good to paint that picture so that others can kind of relate to it and see that, you know, potentially yeah. there's a way, a way forward for them. Yes. And, and here's where the authenticity and relevance is so important as well, because I know that there are some marketers and some business coaches who share a similar story. And, and it's one that goes like this. 
I went to the ATM and I tried to take out $5 or $10, but I couldn't because there was not enough money in, in the, you know, in the ATM. And it's kind of like, well, we've heard that across so many different people uh, already. So be mindful, I think, of the model you use in the, the storytelling. Every single person mm. has a unique and uncopyable story where they can share around what their low point was, what they was struggling with. And I'll give you an example because I think examples, uh, you know, are the best. And I know that this particular client wouldn't mind me sharing and it has some real relevance we can pull apart and, and reflect on our own story. So we had one client who was a mindset coach and she would help people who had gone through an event that completely um, prevented them from living out the dreams and goals that they had had and been working so hard to achieve. And so it it was through either an event that was either a, a, a dramatic event or a traumatic event changed the, the course of their life. And so she'd been through that then herself. And, um, you know, she was thinking about her, her tagline and so just through adding an RE, so a redesign, I won't go all into because I don't want to give away her, 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 um, her tagline, but just through that change, she was able to completely define something that was unique because she, you know, she had originally designed her life path, but because of something she, she was redesigning. And she and and I share that because it was unique to her. It was something that she experienced, and she was now able to share with her clients. So because that's what they were struggling with, and so she was able to help them. So you know, when we look at that yeah. in our own, sometimes we're not clear because we haven't gotten deep enough. We haven't really sat to think about what haven't I learned? What what when I look at all of the things that I'm doing, what can I bring together to be able to create? a really unique angle that no one else can share that story because no one else has, has lived that journey and mm. has my expertise. You know, when we look at that, then we can come up with an, an AI. Couldn't, you could not, could not ever come up with that solution because it doesn't know you, doesn't, hasn't walked your journey, mm. um, you know. So I hope that that example kind of gives people a bit of food for thought about what is it that I can really start sharing? That's my unique mm. story. And in, so will you be uh, working on that as part of next week's um, five-day challenge? Yes, definitely, definitely. There are some key components that I'll be sharing next week that can help people take what we're doing today and take that even um, to a further level. If I think of some of the stories that I share now, they've evolved over time and I I stumbled over them by you know by accident so I call them these 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 um accidental successes but sometimes we don't recognize it till someone says you do realize that you know this is this is you've just said this and you think oh my goodness we don't often see what we've lived as being these golden nuggets that we can share uh, and make such an impact but yes we will be talking far deeper next week in the, in the intensive about that exciting stuff why don't you take a minute to give us a quick overview of what's going to be happening in that week 
Okay, great, great opportunity. Thank you. So as the title of today's topic was about going from invisible to influential, but particularly trusted authority, so that when we're talking about customer journey, when someone goes through the different steps and the stages of your customer journey, you have positioned yourself as the choice. There are no other choices because they've so engaged with you. They love your content because you've shared what's possible um, and the value that you offer in the outcome. So we're going to be really pulling apart mm -hmm. and looking at what are the key stages, what are the key things that you want to have in place and be clear on when it comes to that unique and uncopyable. We're talking about brand, your message so that you can really position that um, in a way across all of the, the ecosystem. Or, and, and Lisa's going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment. Uh, you know, no matter how you communicate your brand, we're going to talk about if you are wanting to leverage a podcast, what are the things you want to have in place so that using the principles of the things that we talked about just even today, how can you start to nurture and your listeners into leads and continue to really leverage your podcast to build your reputation as a trusted authority while also nurture your listeners in and through the customer journey to become someone who goes, this is interesting, through to I need to work to that person, through to when can we start? And you can do that. You know, if you've in front of your ideal customer and you know that you can do your best work with. So we're going to touch on those. And it is a very jam-packed action taking, you know, people often walk away from these events um, needing to reinvest in more pens. But there's a reason yeah. for that, isn't it? And it's going to be fun too. But we're going to, we're really going to support people in doing that. And we're going to talk about uh, a little bit further about the things that you want to have in place when you're talking about systems and talking about um, looking at, you know, your automation and your nurturing funnel, what does that look like as well? We'll, we'll touch on that as well. And if people are interested and they want to sign up for that, just go to industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash invisible to influential. That will give you uh, the link to, to get registered for that. And it happens over five days, an hour a day. And uh, as I said, you'll, you'll learn so much and take so much away from that uh, intensive. Mm, and it's free, right? And so what, what yeah, better way right. to keep Kick off Thing the new year it's absolutely and get, get yourself sorted and get your messages clear um, and then you're in a good position to start leveraging tools and automation and, and things like that. So Yes. You can yes. build momentum rather than having so many different, you know, wrong, uh, you know, the see the the image of people spinning plates that's what a lot of people often say as business owners I've got so many plates spinning if I'm not careful everything's going to come crashing down into a heap but if you've got the right content in the right sequence with the right technology a lot of what people are struggling with with the overwhelm is no longer there because you, you the momentum is being built you just know you know uh, that whenever you're sharing your content in front of your ideal client, they're naturally going to be uh, enticed, should I say, be, and, and influenced to want to find out more because of the fact that you know exactly who they are, why they're struggling, and the outcomes that you continue to share are so valuable they cannot um, but follow you, that they just cannot help themselves. So talk to me a little bit about how to be effective in conversions with an ecosystem because mm. I think this is another area, Lisa, that 
so many, especially coaches and consultants, this is confusing. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, so we see the world as, as an ecosystem as opposed to buckets. So lots of people see the world as buckets, you know, of emails and social media and, you know, LinkedIn and websites, right? But if you consider that the whole thing's interconnected and ideally it actually works seamlessly while you're asleep, then um, you've got a better picture of what a good ecosystem looks like. So um, the biggest challenge for most business owners, once you start getting business, is that you don't have enough time. And so being productive. So there's lots and lots of repetitive tasks that we do. And quite often, a lot of it is when we first um, are marketing. And I think you mentioned before um, nurturing. But there's 13 touch points to marketing. So most people expect at least 13 different touch points before they really trust you. And so part of your nurture funnel is to set up some of that. Of course, others of it will be how they see you in social media, what they see on the website when they have a look there. You know, so there are numerous different ways people interact with you. And so what you need to do is have all that ready so that it can be productive and working when people want it and so you're constantly you know a good email sequence is one that takes people on a bit of a journey and they might go backwards and forwards to the website and engage with different bits of content Um, the more you can leverage them into your world your website is your world that's the only piece of the world you own don't misunderstand that social media is something you don't own it's a means to an end as part of that ecosystem that pushes people to your website. So you need to have a website that converts and you need to have a system that then churns through and automates all the other stuff so that when people want it, they get it. And so this is where good systems happen. But many of you who've built websites or been involved with it understand that the world is really tricky here. And so one of the things that really frustrated me was that, you know, there's an SEO person and there's a web builder and there's a CRM person and there's a social media marketer and none of them will talk and all of them try to charge you ridiculous fees and potentially take your IP away. So we got annoyed with all that and decided to set up a whole lot of um, services which would allow people to know that they would get the service that they need because for a coach and consultant what they need is very different to what a company with 20 staff who's running a HR, you know, service need to, you know, a company that's selling um, makeup and various other products. So making sure that ecosystem's relevant and priced accordingly and is affordable and facilitates what you need is what's the most important thing. And so that's part of what we work on. And so just to understand the different touch points to this, you know, we mentioned lead magnets. You need to have a system that can potentially take those leads and put them in a place for you so that you can then talk to them and nurture them and text them and do whatever you want to, but also tracks your sales with them to a certain extent so you know who who's your best client. Like, you know, yes. it's fine when you're starting, but after a few years, who's your best client? Who spends the most money with you? You know, how do you do something special for them or how do you remember? And it gets the point where your memory is blown, right? <laughs> so you get, you're awake at night going, oh, I've got to remember to send that email. Oh, no, I've got to respond to that. Or, you know, somebody sent me a, a thing through. And so this is where, you know, chat functions are great. They can answer a lot of the repetitive questions. 
Um, you've got your lead magnet to send people information. You've got maybe a newsletter opt-in so that people can get more involved with you. You might choose to do some of that on LinkedIn or Facebook. So there's lots of different ways that you consistently get that same message out, but it touch people relevantly in the place that they want it, where they want it. So it could be on social media, it could be on their website, or it could be to their inbox. Um, and so, yeah. you know, today, as I said, it's about, um, diff it's very diffuse in social media. So you, there's no one size fits all. It comes back to really understanding your target audience. But the processes that you need to do that can be quite simple. And then having yes. these tools just saves so much time for people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we use a simple tool, um, both Anne-Marie and I do, Calendly, right? The amount of time it saves me in scheduling meetings with people, it's hours a week just because somebody can access my diary and pick a time that they want as opposed to keep saying, oh, no, sorry, I'm not available that time. And you send them off another yeah. thing. What about this time? No, no, sorry, I'm not available. So, you know, it's just it's really some really smart um, productive tools and, um, you know, as I said, Calendly is one of them, ChatGPT is another one. They come with their pros and cons. It's good to understand all that. Um, and maybe we can go through that. I can throw a little bit of that into next week's um, uh, stuff. And it's do. interesting that one of the things that you said, and I think this is so key, so often as business owners, we're not clear on that. And so we very much trust what people are telling us. And so if we're not careful, we don't realise you don't need a Rolls Royce when you're just starting out when it comes to technology, um, but you do want something that can continue to grow with you. Uh, I know that I have, uh, you know, oh, you need this, you need this and you need that. And then by the time you've linked all of those things together, um, you're looking at seven dollars $800 a month just for all of those things. And it's ridiculous. And then one updates and then the whole lot, you know, uh, one software, the plugins don't work. And so when it comes to technology, I think a lot of us um, can can share horror stories that we've had over the years. But as you mm. said, there are solutions, the right solutions for the right stage that you're at in your business. And when you plan it out correctly, you know that, that it's uh, uh, scalable as well as you continue to scale your, your business too. And a lot of the, them now um, are so good that they do integrate together and it means that you don't have to invest in multiple different things but have it all in, in one house. Um, and exactly. it can help you make such better decisions, can't it, when you see um, – you know, sales. I mean, how many people uh, have we spoken to? I know we've got some incredible women within the Business and Heels Network who are accountants and who say, you know, you've got to track and monitor your numbers because it's mm. very difficult to make decisions in your business and numbers don't lie. And so if you're not able to track and monitor because the systems and the technologies you're using are not giving you the right information, uh, it's yeah. very different, difficult to make the decisions. You could be sitting and leaving money on the table because you're not recognising that there are multiple people who have been you know, consuming absolutely everything that you're doing and they just need an invitation, an invitation mm. to work. I don't, I'm surprised at how many people um, don't approach someone because we've, and I must say, 
this is I, I've been there myself, so I can relate with this. I'm monitoring a coach, and I've been absorbing all of the things that that they have been doing, and I think I'm not. I, I don't dare ask because I don't. I don't even know if they'd even want to work with me. We say all these things, but they just want an invitation and and an invitation. And they said, I'd love to work with you. You're you're my ideal client can be what someone needs for a mm. yes. We can't monitor that if we don't have the technology to track and monitor um, the behavior and the interaction yeah. with, you know, your content. So um, Well, exactly. And sometimes it could be on the website. So sometimes people are so busy making their websites look beautiful that they're not particularly functional and don't people don't get what they do or get that that clear message up front and so you see the bounce rate becomes higher than the, than the one percent right and so people um, which is terrible and so the minute you know that if you can tweak it and just fix it up a little bit it makes such a difference so a good system to so mention the one percent will take the conversion rate from 1 to 15, right? So the difference between getting all these messages, having the nurture sequence, you know, having a proper CRM system and all this working is between having 1% conversion rate on your website and 15. So think about what does that mean to you and what is that worthwhile? And they're the sort of things that once you've got that story really clear and then investing in the systems are worthwhile because then you can do the conversion. Yeah. That is a huge lesson, I think, for many people. I remember years ago I was interviewing someone who was supporting clients in webinars and they were able to create a whole system that really continuously delivered, you know, leads and clients. And I asked the question, how long did it take you to get to the system that works for you now? And I was really gobsmacked by his answer. He said, two years. <laughs> two years. I think I would have given up. But that goes to, he said, we tracked everything. We tracked even the colour of the button, the size of the button. Now, we're not saying, you know, you need to do, do that, but we're saying, you know, it may be that there's some wording on your website that's just not engaging as much. Tweak some of that or the pictures that you use may not be as, you know, relevant um, and engaging to clients. Some small tweaks can make a huge overall difference. But we can't do that unless we've got a system and unless we're continuing to track what we're doing. And I know as entrepreneurs, because I'm one of them, we're off chasing new projects and new things. Um, and it might sound a little bit boring, but I tell you what, it makes all of the difference, doesn't it, Lisa? A small change can deliver incredible results. So I think you've got a bit of an overview for 2024 on how you can go from being invisible to influential. I thank you so much, Anne-Marie, for sharing so much of your, your wonderful ideas. And for all of you that are interested in signing up next week for the five-day challenge, I think you'll walk, walk away with very clear messaging and exactly what you need to roll out for 2024. So we will put the um, right connection to the video recording for this. For those of you who've been watching it as a video, hopefully you've taken some good notes and got some great ideas. If any of you want to reach out back to either of us, you have us on, on socials or you probably have our emails. So feel free to reach out and ask us any other questions. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you, Anne-Marie. 
love, love, love oh, this topic. Me, so always is, always is. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Cheers. Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Before I go, are you a coach or a consultant who feels like the world's best kept secret? Your experience is vast, yet secretly you're frustrated because despite all of your hard work, you're just not getting the visibility, the recognition or new clients you'd hope for and you don't know why? I've created a free resource that'll help you build visibility, generate leads and enroll dream clients with ease because you're seen as a trusted authority, even in a crowded marketplace. And you've Positioned yourself as the choice versus just a choice for your dream client. To get started, go to annemariecross.com forward slash gift. That's annemariecross.com forward slash gift. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.